recording dark web episodes. Yeah, I'm gonna have to like come up with like eerie new music. Like dial up internet noises. AOL static. Oh, I miss those days. Oh wait, no, I don't. Nobody no. misses those no, I don't. days. Dark web Vince. Dark web Vince. Dark web Vince is like, welcome. To Saturday morning. Stars. <laughs> it says we have to download an MP3. Oh man, I haven't installed Real Player Six. So here's the deal, because uh, we have quite the runway of episodes. So as we're recording this one, Peacock has taken over the WWE Network. Yes, the giant conglomerate. No big deal. I just transferred my stuff over to Peacock. Okay. Went to go watch Superstars. They haven't loaded Superstars on Peacock yet. No Superstars on Peacock. None. Superstars does not exist. Whatsoever. It sucks. So I did some some deep dive into the, the dark... Uh, the dark ends of the earth into the web. The dark web. Fan, your commitment to the show is amazing. (laughs) For the rest of your life, you're going to be spammed with like junk enhancers, endless pop-ups. I'm already there, dude. You know, it happens all the time. (laughs) From here on out until something happens with Peacock and maybe they they upload the episodes, we are relying on um, the good people of YouTube. Uh, don't say that. They'll take it down. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't have Peacock, you can follow these along on YouTube. You can literally find playlists by the year. If you just search WWF, not WWE, but WWF, Superstars of Wrestling, put your year here. And voila, there come up the episodes. Now they are of a very grainy quality. <laughs> they are straight from VHS. They are, yes, straight from, like, this guy, whoever he was, taped these when they actually happened because we actually got some some vintage wrestling commercials yeah. in these two that I commented on. And Regional Event Center. That took me back, but we'll get there. We will certainly get there. So we're going to get a little bit of uh, a different angle on this, if you will, because it's not off the network. So we're seeing it as we would have seen it. In 1992. Well, I am dumb. I am fan. Yeah, this is this is how we're dealing with it. This is exactly how we're dealing with the midlife crisis. This is how we're dealing with the pandemic. This is how we're dealing with the midlife crisis. It's We're watching old syndicated professional wrestling, and it is uh, August 1st, it is. 1992. This is our happy place. That's what I like this to say. Happy this place. is our happy place. So August 1st, 1992, we are still in Glen Falls Civic Center in the, uh, yeah, Glen Falls, New York. Week three. Uh, we are just in time for international. It's, it's global, fan. Global. <laughs> it's, it's, not just, it's not just the U.S. thing. International Clown Week. I felt like all of the research that I do and how dedicated I am to this program, I decided to do a little deep dive into the International Clown Week and just what that entails. Like, how do you celebrate international? <laughs> National Clown Week. You stuff your friends in a car. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, so you, you uh, hit a lot of people with silly string. You tease elephants with big ears. All that stuff. So International Clown Week is celebrated each year. Each year. Oh, dear God, it's real. Between uh, August 1st and August 7th as a tribute to the first recognized group of organized clowns. So there's a couple of words in there that uh, I I just had to tease here. First of all, how do you organize 
clowns. The Teamsters. They're like better wages for bigger noses. (laughs) (laughs) You don't organize clowns. They're disorganized. That's that's why they're clowns. When people are all over the place, like running like left to right, you don't call them organized. They're very disorganized. You call them, what are you, a bunch of clowns? Come on. The second thing is in there, the first recognized group. So what were they before that? They're unrecognizable. Unrecognized? Like, what are you people? We don't know what you are. This guy, he's got a nose. He's got big feet. What is he? Yeah. I don't recognize him. I, I have no idea. How are you going to recognize him? He's in face paint. Exactly. Yes, the clown groups often celebrate the week with special activities such as performing volunteer shows or having their local mayor declare the week as a city celebration to coincide with the national and international clown week hence international clown week it is a thing and i plan on celebrating heavily this year well excellent well perfect and vince are here uh we're recapping rick and perfect jumping macho and warrior from uh the week before with clown puns yeah, there were a few in there. Um, Vince went to calling Mr. Perfect Ronald McDonald. Doesn't look a thing like Ronald McDonald. Do, no, that's the only clown that probably Vince knows. So mm. I did appreciate Perfect's take on it, where he associated uh, Macho and uh, Ultimate Warrior uh, with clowns. You know, Ultimate Warrior had the face paint on. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's a clowny type thing. And then he he talks about uh, the clown hair reference as uh, it refers to Macho. Macho's hair gets pretty, you know, weird. His outfit looks quite yeah. like a clown's outfit. He did a nice job there. I was impressed. A perfect job. Yeah. This week we got Bret Hart. We got Papa Karma, the good godfather Shango. We have an interview with The Undertaker. Yes, Undertaker and Paul Bearer. Nasty Boys and LOD. Mm-hmm. There we go. Here we go. Two minutes in, we open with the Nasty Boys and uh, for some reason, Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart just because. Versus who knew? <laughs> because they didn't get a lower third. Everybody's talking over them. Finally, Vince kind of like spits it out during the match. We got a guy named Greenberg mm-hmm. and a guy named Davis. And that's all I know about them because they got no recognition. Because I am so devoted to this show. <laughs> you figured it out. I looked it up. I I looked up the date. I looked up the uh, when they actually had this match. So it is Kerry Davis okay. and Ross Greenberg. The injury lawyer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, both of them didn't have huge careers. Well, Ross Greenberg actually did have a, a, a fairly decent career uh, starting in 1991, uh, going to 1997. Um but uh, obviously didn't have too much going for him. So he retired in 97, not too uh, long after this. So what, five years after this? Yeah, it's a pretty good red tight run, I guess. Yeah. We got tons of cutaways of booing crowds for the Nasty Boys. Yeah. On the thing that we watched, two minutes and 53 seconds (laughs) in, you got a guy like thumbing his nose, like old school nose thumb. I did. I I noticed that. I said they had to pick the worst guy (laughs) at the side of the ring doing like just this stereotype typical uh, you guys suck yeah what was that it's that he's an old Vince probably loved it like, look at that guy get that guy on screen it's great yeah sag starts with greenberg who we uh the only way i know he's greenberg is vince <laughs> actually calls him out and uh greenberg is in pink tights you, you know if you're greenberg a little green a little green would do it there's a huge clothesline miss at the beginning of this match but mm-hmm. greenberg sells it like he got hit but sags is nowhere near him no and i think knobs got pissed off and just beats the shit out of him for for screwing up starts beating his head into the mat <laughs> He's just really ploppering him. It's like, what are you doing to us? We're supposed to look like mean, nasty people. She's like, okay, if if you're not going to sell, I'll make you sell. Yes. (laughs) Just beats the shit out of him. Exactly. It, it didn't it didn't look good so the but the beating into the mat looked really good <laughs> yeah i think he was doing it for real heart outside the ring goes the bullies are back in town yes we get a pit stop which has been kind of uh half and half we haven't gotten a lot of pit stops yeah and uh perfect calls it out he said is this it's his favorite move <laughs> which i thought was pretty funny well it kind of was their spot if you want to saw a nasty boys match and didn't see the pit stop you go home a little disappointed yeah Definitely. Uh, I swear the only reason Davis gets tagged in is so he can still slam his head into the mat. He's the head spike guy. 
<laughs> yeah, he, he got hit pretty hard down into the mat, and it, it looked good. No picture in picture. So Vince was doing the talking for high energy. Yeah, well, it seems like they're pushing some sort of rebuild of the Nasty Boys. They'd already been uh, tag team champions once. Um, so they need to give them some type of feud, and the feud right now is with a high energy. But they talk about possibly being upset with Money, Inc., as well yeah i was wondering if they, see if they're gonna turn they should have turned when they were both part of jimmy hart stable but one had the championship mm-hmm. you're talking about that for weeks that's a legitimate beef exactly when are we gonna get our shot yeah you're their manager you're our manager i see a connection here yeah it's a conflict they never they never make that until now maybe we'll see something i swear i remember a face nasty run but i don't I'm not sure about that. It's been too long. We'll see. Mm-hmm. The nasty throw the red tights out of the ring after the bell because, you know, very quickly we get the slam in the el- elbow and we're out. Yeah. We replay all the head spikes and the pit stop. <laughs> you have to. If you're only going to do three moves, might as well replay them. Exactly. And we are in the update right after that from inside the pages of uh, WWF magazine, Pushing the Bulldog. Yeah, still got the Bulldog on the cover. Because uh, SummerSlam's in England. Of course. Brought to you by Superstars Ice Cream Bars. You know, after seeing this being promoted so many times these past weeks, I was like, I want some Superstars Ice Cream Bars. Yeah. They need to bring those back. You know, don't don't update them. Don't do anything just the same way they were, even with like the old, like have Hulk Hogan on them, have Sergeant Slaughter on them, have Big Boss Man on them. That's fine. Just bring them back the way they were. There was so much lead time from the magazine because the magazine's already given away SummerSlam, England, Bulldog before they even announced that kind of stuff. And I remember the magazine telling me that the Rockers were going to break up yeah. a month or so before it happened on TV. Oh, wow. I remember Macho and the Warrior before WrestleMania 7, but I had already gotten the ad for WrestleMania 7 with Hulk Hogan waving a flag. Mm-hmm. So it kind of like tipped the hat, like it's going to be a Hogan WrestleMania. Yeah. So we were looking for any clues like that as kids. When we saw like the ice cream bar with the Warrior on it <laughs> and the Warrior and Macho in a title match, we're like, ah. Oh. Yeah. They're going to give it to Warrior. Macho's going to lose. They're promoting the ice cream bar with, with Warrior on it. Of course. It's not a macho ice cream. So we we were convinced that was an Easter egg or some kind of tip of the hand. Yeah. It doesn't end up that way, though. No, it does not. It does not. But we do get a uh, Macho Warrior recap. Yeah. I, I've decided that these updates with Gene, they should no longer call updates because they're really not updating. <laughs> no, they're, they're in the past. It should be the WWF recap. Yeah. Or something like that it would would make more sense because it just seems like he's <laughs> recapping the big story that happened the this past week or, you know, he recapped all the stuff that happened with Shango and where for several weeks there. Uh, there was no updates. There there are no updates. Yeah, you can think of it as he's updating you from what's happened mm-hmm. or uh, they should just call it recap with Mean Gene. Yeah, I think it should be recap. WWF recap. So they recapped the whole thing, but they, they did split it into to two segments because you had the segment with just Macho Man and Warrior going toe to toe, you know, barring back and forth with the words and everything, which I thought was very good. Uh, and then they cut to back to Gene uh, talking about that feud that's going to take place at SummerSlam, of course. And then they go to Perfect and Flair in the ring, right? which creates an interesting dynamic because I'm, I'm actually starting to look forward to watching this SummerSlam, this 92 SummerSlam, because I can't remember. Like, I know Savage wins. I'm pretty sure, right? I think the Warrior doesn't win. I don't think he loses. I think it's I think it's a goofy ending. Yeah, so I'm wondering, like, how, like, do, do Flair and Perfect get involved? You know, I don't remember how that all went down. So I'm trying not to spoil it for myself. Exactly. Because it's been so many years ago, but I remember seeing it, but I remember being disappointed. The ending isn't clean. Mm-hmm. There isn't, like, a definitive ending there. Okay, okay. I like Mr. Perfect channeling Back to the Future 3 <laughs> by calling uh, Macho a chicken. And it of course. has to run out like Marty McFly. Chicken. 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 Doing his Beth, Biff Tanner. What's wrong, McFly? Chicken. I thought they were going to cut it because it was the worst blocking in the history of blocking. I'm pretty sure the warrior yeah. either didn't know for sure where he should be going 
after the face-off between him and Macho. Yeah. Because he leaves the stage. He takes Gene down. And then he has to, like, awkwardly go back down, like, go back up. Yeah, and you see him down at the bottom, like, after Gene's gone, that you see Perfect and Flair, I think, walking down to the ring. And then it goes back to... Uh, macho and warrior and warrior's not up on the platform it's off stage he's down in the pit there just like beating his chest like he's like ah like king kong oh i forgot where i should be i forgot where my mark is yeah look we put a warrior <laughs> symbol in tape on the ground for you uh it doesn't work we're gonna have to put arrows next time go here stand for five seconds yeah move i mean that that was a long update because and you know for us like something that's usually three minute segments we're already 12 minutes in and we get our next match exactly Red Tight Royalty, Iron Mike Sharp. Iron Mike Sharp. Yeah, I had forgotten Iron Mike Sharp was a thing. Have we seen him before? Oh, I've seen him forever. Well, I've seen him before. Yeah, certainly. But I mean, on the episodes that we have watched, I can't remember. I think he's been in one because he has got the arm thing. But yeah. he's going against Brett, and they usually do have a vet that can go against Brett. Mm-hmm. Even though Brett doesn't need it. Brett can bounce around anybody. But yeah, Brett's getting a standing go. Lots of crowd merch. Brett's, when he goes into the ring and just holds his arms out like, that's his pose it still looks like i said no pickle (laughs) what am i doing here (laughs) they cut to so many screaming teen girls yes i noticed teenage girl cam yeah you know during this match they are really trying to tout him as like you know young heartthrob young heartthrob and he's not you know (laughs) he's just not well, 12 minutes and 33 seconds in you get mom and daughter in matching brett t-shirt oh yes of course. <laughs> so he, he he caters to both demographics there, you know. He, he, he does. If you're 18 or if you're 48. Yeah, exactly. Bret Hart's for you. We got eight crowd cutaways before the bell. So, I mean. Oh, wow. I don't think that was uh, by accident. I think they really wanted to show the audience is behind Brett because really all of this, this whole deal mm-hmm. is all for Brett. Get the Intercontinental Championship off of him. Put it on Bulldog. Get Macho to drop at the Flair so Flair can drop at the Brett. I mean, that's where we're going. That's where we're heading. And I think I think that's what they're trying to uh, do. Look at this champion. Look at the, look at how popular he is. Yep. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna go with him next. God, Mike Sharp when he starts wrestling, it's like watching a time machine <laughs> from the seventies. He's like, oh yeah, so hamming it up, like oh. Ah! <laughs> this really hurts. Oh, <laughs> so bad. Yeah, they're talking. To the, the The announcers are talking a lot about uh, Brett facing uh, the British Bulldog at SummerSlam, uh, and how it is causing friction with their families. They're really, really playing up the the family angle on this. I know. Brett's mom calls in. <laughs> the picture in picture of Brett's mom. The picture in picture is of Helen Hart. I was like, what? Helen Hart. I was waiting for her to just like cut a promo like hardcore and it didn't happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'd be so funny. She's not even like talking to the camera. <laughs> no, she's like looking off into space. Yeah. Brett doesn't want to give up his belt. No. And we found out like Davy Boy's the number one contender. And it's just awful. The family's gone crazy. <laughs> it's just tearing the family apart. I'm like, dude, they announced this two weeks ago. Brett's such a nice boy. I don't know why he'd have to beat up his brother-in-law like that. <laughs> uh, Mike Sharp actually is allowed to get some offense just so they can show Brett do uh, moves to get out of his moves. Like, look how mm-hmm. technical Brett is. He can get out of everything. So I think that yes. Brett allows more offense just to show how he can counter move. Mm-hmm. But one of his counters was biting Iron Mike Sharp. Super Babyface bites Iron Mike Sharp to get out of the move. Hmm. Brett, I was wondering if they were trying to like give him a little bit of heel because he's got to play the bad guy in England. Oh, yeah. Fighting the bulldog. He's got to be the heel. He is the heel. You can't not be the heel against, you know, British Bulldog in England. Yeah, just makes sense. We only get three moves of uh, of Doom before the sharpshooter and not time for all five. Nope. Yeah, we got to move on. That was a quick match. It was only uh, less than two minutes. Yeah, there's more crowd shots than there was match. There was. But uh, ABC always be closing. We plug WBF Magazine. Oh, goodness. With uh, Gary Stridham. Gary Stridham. They, they're showing a feature article on their on Cameo. No, it's called Inside Cameo. Ooh. Well, she is the perfect silhouette. 
I noticed that. Yes. Yes, of course she is. This is the weirdest verbiage. Gary Stridham, inside cameo. <laughs> Whoa, what kind of magazine is this? Maybe I should buy that one. Yeah, I subscribed <laughs> to the wrong magazine. Oh, damn. <laughs> what was I thinking? Oh, goodness. Uh, yeah, we're out. We are out. And uh, into the event center. This is dark web event center. Yeah. This is event center of our youth when we'd actually like we were in a northeast town Mm -hmm. they came almost every month to the spectrum Mm -hmm. so our promos at the event center were were catered to that event through the spectrum yeah and we get them but unfortunately Mm -hmm. uh the dark web has given us episodes from boston from the boston garden yes oh my god boston look no offense boston but (laughs) benjamin franklin the first post office the first capital the declaration of independence we got the constitution yeah we have the constitution center yeah i don't know where you get off thinking you're so revolutionary with your yeah. patriots. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Paul Revere. He took a ride. You dumped tea yeah. and blamed Indians. <laughs> That's cancel culture material right there. Exactly. Exactly. Suck it, Boston. <laughs> but yes, we have to watch your promos. Uh, it was. It's actually helpful because we had these questions for weeks of like, when were we going to see these blow off matches from all these feuds that we're seeing? Well, here we are watching a Boston promo, and there's all the matches. They're going to see them on August 22nd at Boston Garden. 8 p.m. 8 p.m. So We get uh, Macho Flair in the main event. Duggan is going to be the special guest referee. Yeah, I don't know how that all played into it. I don't understand. Like, we haven't seen Duggan. We haven't seen him Duggan for weeks. Someone threw a dart at a board. Why is he the special guest enforcer, referee, whatever? Yeah, what does he have to do with anything? I know. That was just random. It was like, here, roll some dice. Duggan came up, put him in there. <laughs> Spin yeah. a wheel. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get Boss Man versus Nails at this show. We don't even get that at SummerSlam. No. We get that this one. And we get a Nails promo. So I did the Nails promo. It was a very short one. This is the only one I dictated the entire night because I felt like a lot of the promos were actually pretty good and when we get to the promos a little bit later that are SummerSlam specific um there there was a lot of uh, good stuff in there uh but anyway the the nails promo is just very short the guy can't cut a promo no he can't boss man exactly exactly that's the whole gimmick his voice sounds like purple panda from mr rogers yeah so it's boss man you're even dumber or wait i should do it with like a voice box enhancer or something boss man yeah he sounds like early kane yes yeah you you uh you smoke too much and now you have one of those you know old time voice boxes you're even dumber than i thought you were the first time you didn't learn but this time you're gonna learn (laughs) because this is (laughs) I'm going to teach you, no, because this is going to be the final beating, and that's the end of you, boss man. That was it. Yeah, and we get the boss man with a, a counter promo. Which was way better, so I didn't even write it down. Yeah, no, no, you won't. <laughs> no, exactly. Boss man is one of the best promos right now since he's been back. Boss man's got some energy. I think this was a good storyline for him. He really got into it because it's, yeah. it's like it, this and the Mountie feud are the two feuds I remember of the boss man mm-hmm. like if you if we go if i'm trying to think back of who are the big bad guys of the boss man mounty nails yeah besides like later boss man where he's feeding el snow his dog to him oh <laughs> uh, yeah Eating your dog al <laughs> we have a six-man tag at this show that we're not going to see with lod and uh, paul ellering versus the beverly brothers and fredo macho the genius i can handle things i'm smart like everybody says yeah i wonder how that turned out i don't know but we get an lod promo with a puppet yeah i didn't get this i i i was gonna write it down but it just got too long and too winded and then when um one of the lod just starts talking about the medulla oblongata hawk does gray's anatomy i was like what the (laughs) hell are you talking about we're gonna we're gonna bite the medulla oblongata out of you I'm like, what? Yeah. 
Which is funny because I'm pretty sure Rocco, the way they use him in this episode, is there to kind of get LOD over with children. Mm-hmm. Like they're selling a lot of ki- children's merch. They get they have new uh, merch for the kids. Yeah. And Rocco comes out and talks to kids and waves to the kids and, uh, and then talks like, I'm going to bite your brain out of your head. <laughs> That'll get the kids right there. I don't think I like these guys, Bobby. Some six-year-old at home. Yay, biting brains, yay. I just, I mean, just turn them heel. Let them be scary. Yeah. By the way, uh, Event Center brought to you by Pro. Of course. Fan, you got to want it. I do want it now. I do want it now. Got it. I do. I've watched these these promos so long that it has just gotten to me. I am a huge fan of the WBF now. <laughs> and I, I watch it religiously. Uh, on YouTube, of course, and IcoPro. I have a an entire assortment of IcoPro in my bathroom as we speak. Like wind. Um, I haven't opened any yet. I I'm, don't I'm, open IcoPro wind. You <laughs> let it out. I've, I've Who left my such... IcoPro wind open? It's empty. <laughs> It was empty when you bought it, Dad. Oh man, I'm I'm researching the proper uh, um, instructions on how to use it and uh, the proper order in which to open the bottles. That's my next step. Yeah, how would you like? There's got to be like, all right, I, first I do wind, and then I do th- yeah. thermic thrust or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> thermic thrust? No, that's a different product. That's a different oh, one. That was, like a pro. That's like cameo. Yeah. <laughs> well, as long as we're selling stuff, we got the warrior slim jim ad which i forgot he did them but yes i didn't know he did them either yeah i was like wait that's the warrior doing the slim jim commercial he makes things explode he did now was this i wonder if these were pre uh randy savage no because we had a randy savage slim jim earlier oh that's right we did yeah so they must have tried out a bunch of different wrestlers and just like settled on on Savage eventually. Yeah, I bet Savage was pissed. Oh my God, he's taking my ads away from me. Unbelievable. <laughs> like, I'm Mr. Slim Jim and this guy comes back with his face paint and everything thinking he's going to take my title and going to take my advertisement revenue. <laughs> Unbelievably wrong he is if he thinks he's going to get away with that. <laughs> and then the Hulk Hogan right guard commercial. This took me back. Man, I remember this almost word for word. I did remember this. I And I had forgotten their, um, their, their slogan at the end of it yes anything less would be uncivilized yes yeah one should be careful not to let one's personal aroma do the talking in order not to offend the critics i recommend right guard sports stick it provides maximum protection and the freshest sense a sublime palette of odoriferous emanations after all a true artiste should be remembered for his inspiration not his not his perspiration there was right guard sports stick anything less would be uncivilized yes classic that, I, I remember that i remember that ad but to take me back <laughs> the model with uh, still with Tatanka's bullshit mm-hmm. even though he's no longer really feuding with him going into SummerSlam he's something's going on with Sean yeah and he's fighting Bill Pierce the red tight yeah we've seen Bill, Bill Pierce uh, quite a few times now why do I have this written down 19 minutes 21 seconds in touchy guy 19 minutes oof touchy guy oh touchy guy yeah he looks like the doctor of desire Tom Pritchard <laughs> hanging on this poor woman who wants nothing to do with him at all oh yeah oh he's got his Hulk rules shirt on and everything yeah she's like I can't believe you took me here oh wow just all over her. Uh, and she's there for the free dinner she's like look I better get a dinner out of this yeah so this is this is the point where I started getting annoyed because we're touting this SummerSlam. So Vince, while he's while Martel's wrestling Bill Pierce here, starts touting SummerSlam as the SummerSlam you never thought you'd see. Oh God, that was a, they said this a million times. A million times. They just kept going over and over and over and and he's going back and forth with perfect why it's called that. Like you never thought you'd see Bret Hart versus the bulldog you never thought you'd see the ultimate warrior versus macho man is like why not <laughs> why not i i did see that i saw that at wrestlemania 7 exactly so it's yeah and not not only does he say it but uh it shows up in a couple spots throughout the rest of the show too so it got a very annoying for me there are so many kids there's so many shots of kids like six-year-olds and the 12-year-olds everywhere this is a kid-centric 
ice capade Disney on ice mm-hmm. ad going on here. Like this, he says it a couple times in the uh, commentary. Vince is like, it's fun for the whole family. And he's talking like heel versus heel. Like how is the model going to face Sean at SummerSlam? Mm-hmm. We are having bad guy, bad guy. Like even Vince doesn't know why he's having this match. <laughs> like, I, I feel like um, they're so just as with the Bret Hart, uh, bulldog where they're trying to make bread a little bit of the heel there i feel like they're making martel a little bit of the face mm. on this i feel like he's going a little bit more face on this than than sean michaels is like because you uh uh sean michaels well, I, I think that's later uh there's he does a promo against uh martel yes um and he's like why are you taking all my you know stuff blah 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 you know i'm i'm the king of narcissism basically it was that <laughs> yeah my ego is bigger than your ego yes exactly they're trying to put some stakes onto it they're like uh vince is like sherry might leave sean for M- martel yeah that was that was really odd how he like why why i don't know he's trying to add a twist to it like maybe sherry will leave interesting the model is he's brawling most of the match he does a move i might have to change my red tight of the night after seeing this move mm-hmm. he grabs the dude by his head like a mortal combat fatality almost <laughs> rips the guy's spine out of his head and slams it to the ground i swear his neck like grows four inches as he nice. pulls him up and slams him it is awesome that's the t- that's a testament to the awesomeness of bill pierce bill pierce makes it look good either that or that man died fatality yeah, exactly. <laughs> just saw his last match. Exactly, exactly. The monkey flip fails for Pierce. Pierce tries it, and uh, Martel's having none of it. He's like, "No, I, I don't. I don't sell for you. You sell for me." No, no. This is how this is going to work. And into the Boston Crab. Yes, into the Boston Crab for the win. Uh, two minutes and twenty-five seconds, and the match is over. There's one line that perfect says in there after vince uh was talking about how sherry might leave and she's and he's like no sherry's uh or or sean is her toy boy (laughs) her toy boy her toy boy and i'm like toy boy i think it's boy toy (laughs) but he's he's like no it's he's her toy boy okay Sure. They do a replay of the slam that looks like Bill's head was ripped off, as they should have. I mean, Mm -hmm. if he's going to die, they might as well show it twice. Yeah, they got to look at it. They got to see those things twice. All the the hard-hitting stuff. We get a London Bridge sing-along SummerSlam ad. The thing was awful. (laughs) Yes, well, it made sense because London Bridge is falling down and as they say and it gets to the falling part everybody's falling in the ring i was like oh that's clever (laughs) no it's not yeah but luckily we're out of that fast enough because mean gene interviews taker yes the mortuary could be in service in London, England see he he doesn't really you don't need gene for this because like bear had his own show we had the funeral parlor yeah we could have just done this in the funeral parlor that would have made sense. I miss this terribly. Mm-hmm. I, I am so tired of the ring is the only stage in wrestling anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I want that side barber shop. I want a, a Piper's, Piper's pit. pit. I want, like, whatever the hell Dude Loves Place was called. Yeah. Brother Loves. Brother Loves Place. Place. Yeah. Whatever it was. Those were awesome. Because they were just, like, it was just someplace else to be. Everything's in the ring. Mm-hmm. Even, you know, when you have a segment like Ms. TV, it's just the ring. Yeah. With a carpet and a couple of director's chairs. and I think Jericho was aware of the fact that it was stupid because he just would name things. Like the Jeratron. Like trying to like give it anything. Yes, exactly. I mean, Gene on a stage, it's it's a little dull. But yeah. the uh, crowd goes crazy for Taker. Of course they do. He's, he's over from pretty much like when he first came in, like everybody was scared of him. But as soon as he started playing face... He's just over. Like it was the it was the perfect gimmick, you know. Yeah, I'm never gonna deny that. Like it was the perfect gimmick for, you know, this this genre. Vince talks Undertaker, Kamala. Mm-hmm. Man, Paul Bearer is awesome. Mm-hmm. You don't realize how good he is until you're like paying attention to what he's doing. He always knows what camera's on. Mm-hmm. If there's a camera angle change, he immediately knows it and he's there watching camera two. And then if it changes to another angle, he twists right to it. He's right there. You never see him in profile. He's always like looking at the camera. He's always selling mm-hmm. to the camera. It is amazing how how aware he is while still doing like this ridiculous shtick. Because <laughs> uh, you think he'd have to concentrate just to like, all right, well, all right, I'm dead. 
bed. I'm a mortuary guy. I'm yeah. in this ridiculous makeup. I got this thing to sell. You think a lot would be going on in his brain, but he's got that nailed because he's like selling straight to the camera to you all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love how he needs a lot of stamps and a really big casket to ship yes. from England to uh, to Uganda. Well, he's got to make sure he's got the right permits. Like, we, yeah. What permits will be needed to ship a body back? It's like he gave it thought, man. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Like, and he's like, I found out in Uganda they use a funeral pyre. Yeah. He's like, I can't wait to burn you. Ah. I mean, Gene turns it off, turns it over. He's like. Yeah, but Kamala is is going to eat you. <laughs> like, he's going to defeat you and, and eat you in some kind of horrible act of cannibalism. <laughs> yes, Undertaker assures Kamala that the the maggots and worms will feast on his carcass after SummerSlam. Like, but I thought they were going to burn him. Well, you know, after it burns, like the, the maggots and the worms, you know, they'll eat the ashes. You know? <laughs> no, they got to eat them before they burn them. It's not going to work. Um, there's no talk of Berserker. No. Like, that feud is done. No, it's done. It's absolutely... And it's and it's interesting because they haven't had a lot of time to build any sort of heat for this match. You know, they... What is it? There's like four weeks before SummerSlam right now. And this match was just announced, what, last week? Maybe the week before that? Last week. I want to say it was... Like, last week so five weeks to to build this match on an hour show on saturday mornings basically you know maybe challenge on sundays um but anything that involves the undertaker like and paul bearer like i'm sold already just because (laughs) i i think it's just the the spectacle of seeing him wrestle doesn't matter who he's wrestling like I, i that's you know any wrestlemania like that's one of the matches I always look forward to the most. It didn't matter who he was wrestling, like the big boss man at WrestleMania 15. Mm-hmm. Who cares? You know, at that point in boss man's career, no offense, because I like boss man, but at that point in his career, it's like, you know, you know, he was done soon. But yeah. I was so excited to see Undertaker wrestle anybody. And and it's the same with this. Like, there's no build up to this match. There hasn't been any build up to this match. But now I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. SummerSlam '92, and I want to see this match. I want to see Kamala versus The Undertaker. There's no beef there, but I love both of those wrestlers, so I'm looking forward to it. It's probably going to be a train wreck, but I I want to see it too. Oh, you know what? It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> Red tight Tony Roy, Mm -hmm. who has somehow stolen Jean-Claude Van Damme's mullet, (laughs) is our red tight versus Papa Shango, who's now fighting no one. Yeah, they still still tell a little bit with the warrior there Um, because, you know, Perfect goes into the wonders if if Shango could put a curse on the warrior to prevent him from coming to SummerSlam. Yeah, he wants that spot. Like, let's just get rid of him. Put, put Brick Flair in that spot. There's a ton of cutaways of scared kids. Oh, yeah. Of Papa Shango. Oh, yeah. Like, they're, they were terrified of him. Yeah. I thought he was going to pull a curse. before His pre-match ritual looked like he was going to do some kind of incantation and we were going to get, like, the dude let on fire or mm-hmm. goo or, or, like, a non-match match. I miss that. I feel like they should still be doing that. It's like they did that for a couple of weeks and now they're just letting him wrestle. Yeah, they should either end the match with the dude like gooed up or on fire or the match never happened yeah i don't know how papa shango did it but he had two gimmicks where the gimmick was i don't fight you (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna put a curse on you we didn't have a match i got some hoes (laughs) would you like them or a match that's what i thought okay no match like he had two gimmicks where he came out not to wrestle that's genius. That is genius. That's why he had such a long career. Yeah. Tony gets two shots in and then Papa Shango kills him. Just yeah. kills him dead. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, it, 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 also, it seems like there's more about, you know, um, what Perfect and Vince are saying during this because they keep going on about, like, how, how Shango could uh, – maybe interfere mm-hmm. uh in the match with with where like they're still they're still creating some tension there with warrior and and shango even though warriors fighting uh macho man at SummerSlams. so there, there's little bits here and there like after the match perfect once uh he wants to know if um 
uh, Heath Flair could join him in asking Shano Chango to put a curse on the warrior and <laughs> curses for hire. Yeah, that's his uh, his eighties uh, PI show. <laughs> curses for curses for hire. Curses for hire. Yeah, Shango is a friend, uh, like a real life friend of uh, the Undertaker, mm-hmm. and I wonder if they're like talking to each other about this gimmick because Shango spends a lot of time doing a move against uh, his red tight and then coming back to the skull and talking to mm-hmm. the skull or looking at the yeah. skull and reaching for the skull for power kind of like the urn yeah. so I wonder if he was getting pointers like dude make the skull mean something make it make it the source of your whatever the frig and you just yeah. like come go, always go back to the skull because I saw him like gimmicking up his gimmick a little bit more mm-hmm. well, I, one of my favorite spots was right after the match was over they, they show wasn't the skull in the corner but they show like whatever was on the floor and uh um <laughs> Vince goes, he's like, look at that. And, and Perfect's like, no, no, you look at it. <laughs> I think it, it might have been the other way. But I don't know who said it, but it was just like, no, you look oh, at yeah. it. <laughs> you look at it. I don't want to look at it. Shango was a cool gimmick. I liked Yeah. You know, I didn't, I didn't like him at the time, but looking back on it now, I think Shango was my favorite of all of this guy's gimmicks. I, I hated Kama was dumb. Yeah, Kama was dumb. I mean, we know like what the longevity of, of the that character was because what is like three years before he's the Godfather or something like that. 97, maybe 90, 96, 97, he becomes the Godfather. I feel like uh, he could have gotten a little bit more out of this, you know, yeah. this gimmick. Because he did it well. Well, you had Kane, but I think uh, The Undertaker was always great when you had another supernatural dude running around. Because mm-hmm. The Undertaker's so big, you had to have something that could defeat him. Yeah. So, you know, this guy could put a curse on you. Yeah. I loved it. It was good. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm a fan of Shango, and, I, and 30 years behind the curve on that one. <laughs> uh, but always be closing because we get a Body Stars plug. Oh, goodness. Right in the middle of the match before uh, Shango drops. Um, it's like a... It's a Shoulder breaker? Yes, it's a shoulder breaker. Yeah, but Vince says he hit his head. It's nowhere near his head. No, it's his shoulder. <laughs> it's a reverse shoulder breaker. That's what I have here. Reverse shoulder breaker for the win. Yeah, Vince is saying, ooh, his head. Like, that was his shoulder. No, that's not his Abdulla oblongata either. <laughs> and then he goes and eats his brain. <laughs> <laughs> it's very after, which would make sense with his gimmick. You know, he might need that for a uh, spell or something. Yeah. Hawk's all pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> you ate his brain? I just said I was going to go eat a guy's brain, and now I. Uh, that's my thing. Oh, damn it. <laughs> we get the uh, Boston Garden version of the event center. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're talking the main event, which is going to be uh, Flair Macho with, uh, <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> Axel Jim Duggan as the guest referee, and we get a promo yeah. of Perfect and Flair. Yeah, which was a a good promo as always. Flair is one of the best, man. He will always cut a great promo. I don't know too many that he he does he can't do good. Yeah, I mean Flair's been able to keep this feud going for months because this had to have been like post Rumble going into WrestleMania. Now all through the summer, and they've just been doing different twists. Like first, like I was dating your wife before you were dating your wife, and then mm-hmm. uh, I want the belt back because you cheated to get the belt. And then he's um, now he's rip shit about being left out of SummerSlam. So he keeps on yeah. changing his beef and why they're fighting, which is allowed this thing to continue like this must be like six months of flair versus savage matches on this loop it's probably why they're not doing it for SummerSlam. yeah but it makes sense it keeps him in the spotlight like even though he doesn't have a main event match at SummerSlam, you know you're you're still intrigued like what's flair gonna do like he's he's not involved in any of this but yet he is it's awesome yeah macho comes in with his promo uh where he says all the way like 400 times (laughs) all the way you're gonna give me all the way all the way i'll be there i'll be there all the way (laughs) yeah flair you got me all the way (laughs) (laughs) i'm no chicken what's wrong mcfly chicken kind of like the sissy angle Uh, you call me a sissy i call you a chicken I just kind of dig how, you know, this is a pre-recorded show and they were doing promos uh, timed well enough 
to talk about what happened mid-taping of this show mm-hmm. for a promo going into another show that's a month later. All right, you're doing the promo. We just aired the one where he called you a chicken. <laughs> so you can use that now because it wouldn't make sense at all to air this main event, this uh, event center promo a week earlier, even though they had taped the episode yeah. already. Somebody's got a big chart in the background. It's just like... Yeah, what's what's happened yet? This is what's airing this day. What's happened? Yeah, this is what's happening. Oh, mm-hmm. it's heavy stuff. We get another Summer Slam ad, and God, I wish they'd bring back the theme song. This is my favorite Summer Slam theme song. <laughs> I love it. Uh, some new matches announced for SummerSlam as well. Yeah, we got a big card so far. Let's see. Yeah. We got Warrior Macho mm-hmm. for the title. We got Brett Bulldog for the other title. Yep. We got Undertaker Kam- Kamala, which we knew about. We got Sean and Martel, which we knew about. Knew about. I love the promo that Sherry does for this because <laughs> we get a promo for this one. Uh, and Sherry's like, you call yourself a fashion guy? You can't wear feathers with tuxes. <laughs> <laughs> She's critiquing his fashion. She's awesome. It was great. That's awesome. Fashion slam. (laughs) (laughs) Fashion slam. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) They should have like a Tataka and a and a uh, Martel who wore it better with the (laughs) fans. You have to vote. We still never got what was promised, which was to see the clip from main event that explains why Martell is pissed off at Sean mm-hmm. and why they're even having this match to begin with. Because apparently, yeah. somehow we figured this out by piecing it together because we never actually got to see it. Martell's having an intercontinental title match with Brett. Brett. Sean comes down and somehow interferes, mm-hmm. which causes Martell to lose. And that's why he's pissed. Yeah, we have not seen that though. And and, and Sean makes mention of it too in his promo. Like you needed uh, you needed my help, right? Or something. He says that in his promo. Uh, we get the disasters who, who are champions against the Beverly Brothers. Yes. Yeah. That's gonna be cool. I will. I will enjoy that match. That's another one I will enjoy, definitely. I'm wondering if they just needed people who can work against each other. At first, I thought, you know what? Maybe one of the one of uh, Maybe DiBiase or Rotunda couldn't go to England. Maybe they didn't want to travel. Maybe something. Maybe there's a reason why they pulled the belts off of them. But no, because we got LOD versus Money Incorporated. Yeah. So they they swapped opponents. Yeah. I don't know why. Why not have the title change over at uh, Wembley? Uh, Maybe just thought that uh, Disasters Beverly's would be a better match. I don't know. Yeah. Well, as we, you know... as we've said many, many times in this episode, Dom, this is the SummerSlam you thought you'd never see. <laughs> I, that's right. Well, who, who would ever think that I'd be watching three months of promos of <laughs> LOD and the Beverly Brothers only to have the blow-off match be the natural disasters and the Beverly Brothers? <laughs> exactly. You never thought you'd see that. I never thought I'd see that because I've been watching eight, like eight weeks or nine weeks of the disasters chasing after Money, Inc. Exactly. And here we are at the big pay-per-view and I'm going to be watching Money, Inc. versus LOD. Yes, <laughs> so. Exactly. Exactly. With no title on the line. Nothing. No no build-up, no nothing. You never thought you'd see that match because there was nothing. Not only did I never thought I'd see that, I never thought after <laughs> two months of a guy calling in saying, mm-hmm. boss man, <laughs> I'm coming out of jail to kill you. Yep. And somehow they're going to still let me out. Yep. And then I do come out of jail and beat the shit out of you. <laughs> and I'm still not arrested. I never thought I'd see Nails. Face Virgil. Virgil. Yes. Virgil. That's why <laughs> they should change it to the SummerSlam. No one asked for. Exactly. Exactly. It makes no sense. Why is Nails facing Virgil? Virgil's got no <laughs> beef with anybody. He's just in his promos. He's calling out every single person on the you know down the roster, uh, but still can't call them out properly. Uh, right. We're having all kinds of problems. The the Virgil promo here <laughs> so awful is just oh oh my god. The, he ends it with with handcuff me. <laughs> Handcuff me. Yeah, handcuff me. That's how he ends, okay? Oh, Virgil. I don't think that's how he wanted it to end. No. Uh, the disaster promo 
was a head scratcher too. Yeah. Not for anything that was that they were saying about the match. It was just uh, Typhoon saying. It's great to have this belt around our waists. <laughs> that belt's not fitting around your waist. It's it's clearly on your shoulder. <laughs> They're mostly on their shoulders, yes. It's not making it around the waist. No. You need some sort of extensions there. Well, yeah, we're getting a full card. That might. Uh, we'll see if they add anything else, but that's a pretty packed show already for SummerSlam. Yep, definitely. <laughs> have copyright infringement red tights flex armstrong and richie rich yeah flex armstrong and richie rich facing the legion of doom with paul ellering and rocco of course and i'm just like all right we have gone you we have jumped the shark here <laughs> 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 we've completely lost it we are catering to every kid you know in the world on this one we've got you know the two children's toys coming out Mm -hmm. to face the legion of doom who were touting as a you know a favorite of the kids with paul ellering and his toy of rocco and he's bringing rocco up the kids to give you know the kids are giving rocco noogies and hugs and stuff oh my god i was like you are paul ellering yeah you look like like an evil mastermind, Ming the Merciless, <laughs> super genius. Mm-hmm. And you're walking around with this goddamn doll. Yeah. Making kids hug it and talking through it. It's like, God. Awful. That's oh, so awful. The uh, uh, Richie, Richie Rich uh, has also gone by Ricky Rich mm. uh, as a ring name. After what? Hanna-Barbera sent him a cease and desist or what? <laughs> <laughs> I know Vince is backstage going, no, you're Richie Rich. You're Richie Rich. I love Richie Rich. Ah, ah, ah. Meanwhile, Flex Armstrong's real name is Peter Sobieski Jr. Mm. <laughs> so he went full copyright infringement and didn't even like have like the last name of Armstrong to to play off with the flex. That was probably a Vince thing, too. Who's this guy? He's Stretch Armstrong. Stretch. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? You're flex. You're flex. Flex your arms. Ah. Uh, Hawk beats the hell out of bad cell Richie Rich. Yes. Yeah. Like Richie Rich, I, I think both the Nasty Boys and Legion of Doom were not too happy with their red tights mm-hmm. and been like, all right, we'll make you sell. <laughs> because <laughs> Hawk kills this guy. This had to have been his last match ever. If I went into this match and be like, if this is what this job is, I'm out. Yeah. Well, um, uh, Richie Rich has, uh, if I go back to my notes here, he has 12 matches to his yeah, name. Yeah, this is number 12. <laughs> this, <laughs> this, be this, number is 12. 12. <laughs> this is retirement match right here. Exactly. Exactly. I'm done after this one. Flex comes in from for his beating. Hawk slams him from outer space. Like he <laughs> gets so much air. Uh. And then he kicks his head right off his body. <laughs> All these guys get killed. These these guys were just punching bags the entire time. It's awesome. There's a is a whole minute and forty eight that this match lasted the doomsday device was a mercy killing it was while vince is like sitting there like just laughing over rocco trying to sell rocco the entire time can't stop talking about rocco yeah like like rock you'd think rocco was facing richie rich exactly and and flex armstrong exactly rocco along the side is just saying everything ellering used to say yeah including like as the doomsday device is going, you hear Ellering in Rocco's voice. Oh, what a rush. <laughs> he calls them the Lords of Discipline. The Lords of Discipline. No, it's the the Lords of Discipline. They're the Legion of Discipline. Like, the Lords of Discipline sound like a badass Catholic school teaching staff. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a Christian metal band. That's exactly it. Lords of Discipline. <laughs> We love God. Never give it up till you're married for (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. Oh man. We're out of there for Razor Ramon promo number four thousand eight hundred and twenty-seven. Yeah, I'm in and we've talked about this before. We I'm over the promos. So I I love Razor Ramon, but this is 
as you said, this has got to be like seven or eight. Yeah. Now, because we're seeing like a promo a week and we've seen it for like the last two months. So he's calling out like, oh, this one doesn't even make sense. Like he's calling out old men for being retired for just just sitting around and playing dominoes like how dare they <laughs> how dare they live their lives and do what they want to do oh yeah. that's so awful yeah and he's trying to be a badass in pink hammer pants yeah <laughs> I, I just i need him to come in and and just start beating the crap out of people because that yeah. will be so much better uh yeah he wants them to bring the heroes mm-hmm. yeah, he calls out he calls out a lot of the top stars on this one calls out undertaker calls out warrior savage so yeah i mean that's the way to come in you can't go i'm coming after you repo man iron mike sharp (laughs) (laughs) watch your ass barry horowitz because that would be my gimmick i wouldn't i i would i would come in not as the legend killer Mm -mm. but as like the red tight killer yes as the jobber killer (laughs) i would lay waste to Dwayne gill Red Tyler, yep. Von Cross, Von Cross, <laughs> very good. But I would not be able to, to beat the lower mid card, like no. my first match of Repo Man, and I'm out on a stretcher. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we get Dark Web Event Center one more time. Of course, they pushed that hard. They did. Yeah, we get the Bulldog versus Sean, which I thought is interesting. Bulldog versus Sean. Yep. Because that's eventually going to be how Sean gets uh, the Intercontinental Championship, I believe. I believe mm-hmm. that these matches are leading to the Bulldog dropping the title to Sean. Oh, so very good. We get a Sean promo for that. Yeah. Uh, which is weird because we've been watching him call out the Hitman. Yeah. In all the in all the national promos. But here in this local one, he's uh, he has to have like a bulldog promo. Yeah, and and that's kind of why I I like this angle on it because now we're seeing like two different promos from the same person in the same show. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's interesting, like the angles that they take on these. Yeah. So far, we've had to watch Sean do promos against a hitman, against a model, mm-hmm. and against uh, the bulldog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna have the model versus Tatanka. Which is kind of, I guess, why we're still having him with feathers. He's still going around the loop with this match. Yeah. Against Tatanka. Yep. And we get a Tatanka promo. And I swear I've seen, I don't think this was, this is the same old promo. No, it's, it's not the same promo, but it's the same idea. He's, he's got his, his points that he's hitting on how the, the spirits are upset because Rick Martell has the feathers and he's going to avenge you know, his, his ancestors and all this. But the thing about the Tatanka promos is, okay, you've got a good background there because you're playing the Indian thing. I get that. And you, you have a lot of uh, um, uh, clout because you actually are an Indian. So it makes sense. Um, But your cadence is awful. The way that he presents the way that he's saying these things yes just doesn't make sense you can be a native american and not try to talk like bad tonto yeah exactly like you could just be a man with you could be chris chavez yeah who happens to have native american heritage yeah exactly you don't have to talk like yeah. you're in some kind of spiritual trance or something. The spirits have entered me. So they are talking through me right now. And he does all this stuff with his hands too. And it just, it's so distracting to me. Like if you just like said the words, even in the same order, just get, get a better cadence to it. Stop using your hands as much. And it, it might be a better promo. Yeah. Well, we mercifully... We only hear about this match and don't have to have a promo of Crush versus Skinner. Oh, thank God. They, they're like, don't even put them on. No, 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 no. one is coming <laughs> to the Boston Garden to go see Crush versus Skinner. No, not at all. We need a match so people can, can get some popcorn. Yeah, that's the popcorn match right there. That's it. We end with the event center. So uh, did you like the episode, Than? I did, but before we get into the the, the episode, I did uh, a little bit of research into the results of the Boston Garden. Oh, you know who won? I know who won at the Garden. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so I, I looked this up because I I thought we you know I'd like to see because these are a lot of the matches that we're following. So right. Uh, 
with all these, uh, what was our blow off here? So we have Crush defeated Skinner. No. Uh, yes. Uh, here's <laughs> what I don't understand because they said um, Shawn Michaels was facing the Bulldog, right? Right. But in here, it says Shawn Michaels defeats Jim Powers. Hmm. So I'm wondering what happened to the Bulldog. I don't know. And that's not a really good substitute. Card subject to change. Yeah, but cards should be subject to like equal change. Yeah. This is like when you go to Disney World and you're standing in line for Mickey Mouse. Yeah. And Mickey Mouse has to go on break and out comes Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. And you're like, oh, like, no, you don't replace the Bulldog with Jim Powers. Yeah. You replace the Bulldog with, I don't know, somebody. Berserker. I don't care, but somebody other than a red tight. Yeah, exactly. Lame. Um, here's another one that they didn't advertise, but Typhoon defeats the Repo Man. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I have no idea, but that one happened. So, okay. Give me back my tugboat! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Big Boss Man defeats Nails by DQ. Mm. So I can only assume that Nails just like started beating the shit out of him with his billy club or something. Right. I wonder if they both had billy. Yes, because Boss Man came out with his billy club, right? Mm-hmm. Man, mm-hmm. they could have had like a sword fight. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Billy club sword Back and fight. forth. I am not left-handed. Uh, Tatanka defeats Rick Martel. So maybe he got his feathers back. I don't know. No, he never got his feathers. Paul Ellering and the Legion of Doom defeat the Beverly Brothers and the Genius. I'm smart! Who, get, who, who gets the pin? Uh, it doesn't say. Oh. All I have here is just that they defeated them. Uh, and then Randy Savage, of course, defeated Ric Flair to retain the WWF championships with the special referee, Jim Duggan. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I, yeah. I wonder if our Dark Web episodes are going to have more of these promos because uh, this show is almost like back to back with uh, SummerSlam like they're about the same time exactly exactly so uh, my my thoughts on the the show was it's just you know we are on our way to SummerSlam so I can only you know assume that the next four weeks are going to be a constant monster push towards SummerSlam because we've been doing all this build up throughout the summer uh, of all these matches that we're not going to see at SummerSlam. Now we've decided on a card for SummerSlam that I thought I'd never see. Yeah, that you thought you'd never see. Now we've now we've got a we've got a slam in some type of heat for all these matches within four weeks. So I can only assume that the next four weeks are just going to be a constant push of each one of these new uh, uh, feuds. Yeah, I agree. Like last week's was like the Venn diagram episode. It was Mm -hmm. half summer slam, half summer tour, you know, Mm -hmm. the, the, uh, the event center card that's been going around. So it was really confusing because you had, most of these guys have different opponents. Mm -hmm. And they're promoting their old opponents and their new opponents simultaneously. And this one seemed to like start moving people away. Undertaker yeah. wasn't talking Berserker. Papa Shango was barely all about Warrior. Tatanka is was kind of still in between. And you can see why, because he's still fighting this guy on the Boston Garden circuit and stuff. Yeah. But we're getting more towards, uh, you know, Brett's not talking Sean anymore. Sean's talking Martel more. And uh, yeah, we're moving away from the summer tour and into the summer slam. I think as soon as they change venues as soon as we're out of uh this taping i don't think we're gonna be hearing much about the uh the summer tour card that we've been following for so long i think it's gonna be SummerSlam. yeah i think there might be a little bit of residual on that like they might still push a little bit of maybe shango and warrior you know uh little things like that um yeah but i think some of the more mid-card stuff uh they're just going to completely drop at this point. Uh, yes. Uh, I, I wrote down, they're getting my, they're getting the tour out of my summer slam. <laughs> yes. Best match. Best match for me. Uh, had to go with uh, Iron Mike Sharp and Brett the Hitman Hart, just because he had Hitman, who's, you know, one of the best. Um, and Iron Mike Sharp that knew what he was doing. Uh, after rewatching it, I'm changing uh, my best match to uh, Legion of Doom. <laughs> With a, a second place of the Nasty Boys, because I swear to God they went, they went real. Like <laughs> these guys were screwing up the match too much, and they decided just to kill them, like for real, just to kill each one. Um, and my red tight has to be copyright infringement. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Mine was going to be Iron Mike Sharp just because he is red tight royalty. But you know, when you've got 
two red tights, one named Flex Armstrong and the other named Richie Rich. You can't pass up that opportunity. Not at all. No. Their tag team should be called either Copyright Infringement or uh, Cease and Desist. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, you know, Richie Rich, uh, you know, if uh, uh, the million dollar man came out, he's like, hey, what are you doing? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, dude, should, yeah, that's my gimmick <laughs> well my gimmick is copyright infringement so it works <laughs> they just keep on like trying to bribe each other not to fight yeah exactly uh, ten dollars not to fight I'll give you twenty dollars not I'll to give fight 20. me I'll give you fifty dollars not to fight me I'll- I will give you this boat <laughs> <laughs> just get bigger and bigger that'd be awesome <laughs> Or, or it ends up like a, two rappers trying to prove that the other one's more rich than the other. <laughs> Meanwhile, Flex Armstrong is over in the corner just trying to stretch his arms as far as they can go. <laughs> <laughs> Look what I can do. Just film me with a wide angle lens so it looks like my arm just keeps on growing and growing. <laughs> That would be awesome. Next week is the greatest card of all time. Did you see what we're in for? Oh, did I write down the next week? Okay, hold on. Do I have it written down? Let me learn you some things here. We have Kamala. Wonderful. We have the British Bulldog. Wonderful. We have Champions Natural Disasters yes. for their first match as champions. Lovely. We have the debut of Razor Ramon. <gasps> oh, finally. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. And if that wasn't enough, we have an interview with the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, we get to play Dom <laughs> Translates the Warrior next week. Oh, I can't wait. It's the greatest card of all time. I can't wait. This is going to be a good one. Kamala, debut of Razor, and an interview with the Ultimate Warrior. We're not worthy of this. Oh, this will be good. We just got to hope that the episodes stay on the dark web <laughs> long enough for us to see them. So my, my concern is when I'm, when I'm watching the Ultimate Warrior uh, promo i hope to god that it does not glitch on me so i can understand every single word because i want to be true to these interviews oh, yeah. just for you just for you I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna sugarcoat this at all with my beliefs that the where just spouts gibberish i want to have these word for word the warrior with bad vhs tracking might actually make him coherent. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's true. <laughs> He's going to start start spouting out Hamlet. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's when, awesome. When you drop frames and, and the vertical hold screwed up, the warrior now makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> He's a freaking genius. It's yeah. awesome. Very good. Oh, it's it. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. We do this for you, the fans, all 12 of you. That's right. So you can go back and not be able to see any of these episodes because they got pulled off the network. (laughs) (laughs) Not there anymore, but you can find them on YouTube. Just very bad Boston versions of them. That's right. (laughs) Nothing good came out of Boston. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. I think I'm just going to I'm going to. Uh, use that as part of our tagline now. So it's it's Shawn Michaels has left the building. Sayonara, Undertaker, and suck it, Boston. Boston.